Hey everyone, I'm Leslie Martinez and you're listening to Your Joyful Order Podcast. Each week I will bring you joyful stories that will motivate and inspire you and at the same time bring order to your everyday life. Let's just say this show will be a mixture of preaching and teaching with a kick of motivation from your girl here. Welcome to Your Joyful Order Podcast. In today's episode, I am actually going to share with you uh, some great information that I learned from a book called Redeeming Your Time by Jordan Rainer. Now, I have actually had the privilege of leading a couple of community groups these past two seasons, uh, totally diving into this book. And we actually have a curriculum that we've been going through, and it has been a huge game changer, not just for me in my personal life, But also um, looking at how I value my time, how I manage my time, my personal goals, my uh, career goals. And then it also has been a huge game changer in how I coach my clients in time management. So I want to just get right into the nitty gritty of the book. One of the huge game changers in this book for me came from chapter two. And this is the chapter that I want to dive into with you because this is where I want to say the meat of time management tips and tricks and just everything that I got out of this book, the meat of it came from chapter two. And it started with this concept discussing open loops. Now this is going to be a huge game changer for you. I want you to uh, maybe take a pause here even Go grab yourself a piece of paper, something to write with, get yourself in a spot where you can really listen to this information because this is going to be life-changing information for you, I promise you, when it comes to time management and learning things that are going to bring value to creating time for you. This episode is actually going to create time for you. So Go take a pause, go grab something to write with and make sure that you can be fully present in this episode so that you can walk away with some things that are really, really going to be of value to you. Now, again, in this book, uh, in chapter two, which was the game changer, he talked about open loops. Now, Jordan Rayner defines an open loop as this, anything personal or professional, big or small, urgent or distant, that you have any level of internal commitment to do in the future. For example, for me, an open loop that might be going on in my brain right now are just things that I have to do. It's kind of like your ongoing task or to-do list that is just constantly looping in your brain. So for me, it's the weekend right here. And this is what was an open loop for me. These are the things that I had to do. I had to organize my office space. I had to grade some papers. I'm I'm teaching right now, so I brought home a stack of papers that I had to grade. I needed to write and record this podcast that you're listening to right now. I wanted to get a hike in, some laundry, and I needed to do meal planning for the week. So these are all the things that were open loop in my brain that I'm like, I have to get this stuff done. Open loops are a primary source of stress and anxiety. Now, I'm going to read this um, part from the book, straight from the book here, just kind of about 
what some of these open loops can do and just how it actually causes stress and anxiety in our lives. So this is from the book. It says here, most of us have dozens, maybe hundreds of open loops at any given time, and many of them are stored only in our minds. You're likely thinking of a few of them right now. And that's a problem because God didn't design our brains to hold that much information. The short-term memory part of your mind, the part that tends to hold all of your open loops, functions much like RAM um, on a computer. And RAM is referred to as random access memory. Your conscious mind, like the computer screen, is a focusing tool, not a storage place. You can think about only two or three things at once, but the open loops are still being stored in the short-term memory space. And as with RAM, there's limited capacity. So there's only so much stuff you can store in there and still have that part of your brain function at a high level. Most people walk around with RAM bursting at the seams, which means they are constantly having stress and anxiety because those open loops are being stored in a part of your brain that is not intended to have long-term uh, storage of thoughts. It has limited capacity. Of course, when our mental RAM is bursting with open loops, bad things tend to happen. And there are three things specifically that happen. First of them, or the first of them is that open loops make it impossible for us to be fully present. Now, when we have something important on our minds, we, we are kind of afraid that we're going to forget it. So our brain will rehearse that thing over and over and over again, which causes us to not be fully present in whatever it is that you're doing. That goes back to the whole debunking multitasking. Multitasking is a inefficient way of doing things. I used to be the queen of multitasking. I've shared this many times before. And I know for a fact that when I had shifted from trying to be the multitasking queen here of doing all things to learning to focus on one thing at a time, I was a hundred times more productive when I focus and learn to be present in one task at a time. Now, do I still multitask? Yes but not in a way that I used to before. As, I, as I'm talking right now, I said two of the things that were on my list as open loops were recording this podcast and doing laundry. I'm multitasking a little bit right now in that I am recording this podcast as I have a load of laundry in the washing machine right now. Do I have to be present right there to actually watch and make sure that the laundry gets done. No, I know that the cycle of laundry is roughly going to take a little bit longer than recording this podcast. So I know that I can multitask in that way. Now, could I be standing in front of the laundry or putting the laundry in while I'm recording this podcast? No, not at all. That is where we tend to lack being present in what it is that we're doing because we're trying to do more than one thing. Now, 
I'm still guilty of doing it. I might be scrolling my phone while I'm cooking dinner and then I might, you know, burn or overcook or forget an ingredient in my dinner. I still might often find myself multitasking unintentionally, but I, I don't do it as often to the things that are important to me. You got me? The second thing that tends to happen when we are overwhelmed or when we have these open loops going on is we are likely to fail at something, either drop the ball or forget to do something. Again, I know this to be true. Have you guys ever forgot to pick your child up from school? because you had so many open loops going on in your brain of you trying to do all the things and trying to be in more than one place at once. Well, yeah, this mom here has been guilty of forgetting to pick my son up from school. Now, let let me attest to this, that it literally only happened a handful of times ever, ever, ever. And it was just a couple of years ago when my youngest son started going to middle school and they had minimum days. Well, minimum days were every Tuesday and he would get out at like 1230 or something like that. And I would forget that it was a minimum day. Heck, I forgot that it would be Tuesday. And then I'd get a call from my son and he's like, mom, where are you? And I'm like, oh, it's a minimum day. I'm so sorry. I'm on my way. Granted, he was safe. You know, he was on campus at school nothing bad ever happened, but he was used to walking out to school and seeing me there waiting for him because I'm typically the mom that arrives early to try to avoid, you know, the chaos of the school pickup line. And he would come out and he's like, where's my mom at? So I had to finally create a system to make sure that I would not forget him again on Tuesdays. And that system was very easy. You want to know what it was? It was so easy. All it was... (laughs) was that I set up an alarm on my phone to go off every Tuesday at 12 o'clock and it had a reminder that said, pick up Jacob. It was that simple. That was a system that I created. And guess what? I never forgot to pick my son up early on Tuesdays again. And that 12 o'clock alarm was basically my cutoff time to say, hey, you have to stop what you're doing in just a few minutes and you have to go make sure that you pick up your son and that you're first in line there. You're waiting so that he can come out and you're the first to get out of that crazy madhouse of the school pickup line. It was really simple. But when you have these open loops going on and you don't have a system in place, you're going to fail or you're going to forget something important. For me, it was forgetting one of my most valuable things, forgetting to pick my son up from school. Now, the third thing that happens when we have these open loops bursting is that you cause yourself stress and anxiety. And I am certain that as many of you are listening right here, you are nodding your head. Yes, yes, yes. Because you know that so much of your stress and anxiety are from things that are playing on and on in your head. Those are the open loops. Now, I want to read to you, going back to the book here, about a study that Jordan shared about from Dr. Bymeister that showed this. It says, we don't have to actually close our open loops in order for our brains to let them go. 
We simply have to place them in a trusted system outside of our minds. When writing open loops down, it actually gives both implicit and explicit permission to your brain to let them go, to relax its neural circuits so that we can focus on something else. Now, if you've ever made a to-do list when you were particularly overwhelmed, you've proven this point. This is something that is so important to get into is learning to create some type of system to track your open loops in. Allowing a system to be intact for you is going to allow you to learn to be present. It's going to allow you to be more successful so that you're not failing or forgetting things. And it's going to cause less stress and overwhelm in your life. I'm going to get into discussing about a commitment tracking system. And this is what I will refer to as a CTS in this episode. And a commitment tracking system is just a a system that is efficient for your workflow. Now, one of the first steps into creating a CTS for you is step one, is that you need to choose and outline your own workflow. So what does that look like for you? Now, for example, for me, what I had to do to create my workflow is I I had to sit down. I had to realize, hey, I'm going to have to discipline myself and working at home and I have to create a weekly schedule or a workflow for me on what each day would look like and what my workflow for each day would consist of. For example say on a Monday. Every day, Monday through Friday, I had a specific morning routine that I would adhere to. For the sake of just keeping it simple, I'm going to refer to that as morning routine. And so example, again, going back to what my day-to-day would look like. Monday, I would do my morning routine. I would do grocery shopping. I would outline my podcast and I would take coaching calls. On Tuesday, again, morning routine. I would research and I would create content. On Wednesdays, my morning routine, I would record the podcast and I would take coaching calls. So my week kind of went on and on where I had other items uh, that were, that were you know, kind of within that. Now, what does your workflow look like? This is something in creating a commitment tracking system that you have to outline for yourself. So what does that workflow look like for you? Lay out your days and what your main goals and tasks are for each of those days. Some of you might be in a structured workflow system already where, um, you know, for instance, right now I'm in the season where I'm in this long-term sub teaching position right now. So my my days look very different from what I actually shared with you. Uh, when I'm working from home, those were my routines. Um, and that's where I actually had to create the system. Right now, my systems look a lot differently. Where Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., I'm in the classroom teaching. However, I do have a system within my classroom also where Mondays my students are, uh, you know, starting their weekly exercise that they get for the week. Um, we're outlining the week's lesson 
Tuesday, Wednesday are work days. Thursday is turn in day. Friday is catch up and review day. So those are the systems that I have in place for my classroom. And there are systems that are automatically going to be outlined for you based on your career or, you know, your job that you have right now. That is where you lay that out. But then you also have workflow systems that you have at home. What are the days that you do your grocery shopping? What are the days that you do your, you know, meal planning or meal prep? All things that I think are very, very important to your workflow systems. Also, we meal plan, we lay out our week's meals pretty much Sunday evenings. And that's where like Mondays I would go and do the grocery shopping and so forth. You need to create those workflow systems in order for you to not constantly have that stress and anxiety, those open loops that are going on. Step two, you have to commit to an actual tracking system. What is a CTS? It is a single place to collect and track all of your open loops until they are closed. So what can those tracking systems look like? I'm going to lay out for you what some of those tracking systems are for me. I use a lot of tracking systems, so you all might get a little overwhelmed, but don't worry. In the next step, we're going to kind of narrow it down and I'll let you know. But here, here are some tracking systems that I personally use. I use a journal. I use a planner. I use Google Calendar. I use Asana and I use an app called Growth Day. I also use Post-it Notes. Some other tracking systems that you might include in that are things like Slack, Outlook, Teams, uh, you know, your email. There are tons of tracking systems out there. I mean, there are so many that like, I, I can't even list them all. And I, there are some that like, I don't even know about. As I have began my coaching, I do my best to try to find ones that are really easy to use, user-friendly, um, and free. There are tons of systems out there that you have to pay for. There are some that are, you know, minimal costs, some that are a little more expensive, but for the most part, you have to figure out a tracking system that works for you. The things that work best for me are my journal, my old school paper planner, and Google Calendar, and Asana. Those are the ones that work the best for me. Figure out what works for you, play with a couple of them, figure out how to utilize them to the best of your advantage and put a system in place that is going to store all of those open loops. For instance, for me, Google Calendar is where I put a lot of my tasks and reminders. Google Calendar is a hub for a mix of business stuff and personal stuff. I put task lists for all of the business stuff that I do in addition to all of my personal tasks and goals that I have to do. Asana is where I create everything for my podcast. Everything that has to be laid out for my podcast is done in Asana. Anything that I have to do as far as content creation for clients, coaching, such and such is all done in Asana also. Step three is you have to collect all of your open loops and you have to figure out how am I going to put all of these open loops into distinct places. Now, I have three distinct places and those are what I shared with you, the Google Calendar, Asana, and then I also um, have my, my planner, my personal planner, 
And I also use an app called Growth Day. And that is where I do a lot of my personal tracking of my personal goals and habits in there. And that has been a game changer for me. Now, when looking at your open loops, another thing to do is to prioritize them and mark what is of importance to you. One thing that I do with my coaching clients, I do what's called a brain dump. And this is a way to help you to prioritize your open loops that you have going on. So doing a brain dump looks like this, is you literally get a piece of paper and you write down every single open loop. Do a brain dump. What is everything that is looping in your brain right now? All the to-dos, all the thoughts, all the ideas, even all those creative things that you have. What is it that is just that open loop in your brain that keeps rehearsing over and over, that is stopping you from being present, that is causing you stress and overwhelm? Stop and do a brain dump. Do it right now. What is it that is causing you overwhelm? Write everything down on a piece of paper. Ready? Go. Take a pause if you need to right here and write everything down and then come back to here. When you come back and you have that list, you're looking at that list. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down that list and I want you to mark an A next to the things that you must